Good morning, Multiverse. Hey there, friends and foes. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. And this morning, we are starting a brand new series. It is our Saturday matinee movie series. We're going to be talking about movies that you watch on a Saturday afternoon when it was raining outside, you curled up in a blanket on the living room floor, and our first movie, our first one up, is the classic beloved children's movie, or is it? Coraline. And we're going to do that right after this from The Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean, Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable, you can't be that original. All right, that awesome theme song was performed by DL Memphis and the Murdering Crows. Their album is available on Amazon, iTunes, Google, anywhere you buy music. And of course, we want to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Cade Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, and Dave Mattingly. And you too can support the show and have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com slash Pod. Well, welcome to Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And we're called Back of the Cereal Box because when I was a kid, we didn't have iPhones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday morning we were reading the back of the cereal box in between cartoons, comic books, kaiju, and big bowls of cereal. And this morning, in my bowl, we're going to mix this up a little bit, ladies. In my bowl, I've got a bag, not a box, but I've got the Moto Meal Maple Bacon Donut Cereal. Jiggy would love this. Cade, where are you? Anyway, um, so I'm going to be uh, enjoying some maple bacon donut cereal this morning. Let's welcome in my co-hosts. And uh, up first, coming to us from a secret portal in a little tiny room, a little tiny door in her house in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. She is your emotional support Canadian, the peppermint princess, the social media socialite, a fan of all things X-Men, Ninja Turtles, and Power Rangers. She is the one, the only, the myth, the legend, Willow Skyler. Good morning. Good, good morning, Willow. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm awake. <laughs> And you're in your Pugsley outfit, yes. going going through the Coraline portal. Spirit so, Halloween definitely takes my money. <laughs> <laughs> well, but they pay you money to take your money. I, yeah. I, anyway, anyway, uh, so I love it that you found that back backdrop going through the portal, going through the uh, the tunnel. I, I can't wait. Let's save it. I can't wait to get your thoughts on this this movie. But um, more importantly, what's in your bowl this morning? I well, I have Count Chocula. I'm gonna stop the turn off the. Yeah, that virtual backdrop gets you a little <laughs> bit glitchy, but yeah. So we finally have it in Canada. 
apparently it's been up here for a while but according to uh, some of my friends we've had it in other stores but we finally have it in my neighborhood <laughs> that's fantastic and you did a live taste test last week yes and it is delicious yeah cow chocolate is, is pretty good of of the monster cereals it's pretty it's maybe my favorite mm -hmm. speaking of monsters nah, i'm kidding i'm kidding um uh, Please welcome our third co-host, the third member of our thruple. She is your wife's favorite redhead. She is an artist, a face painter, model, photographer, actress. She is a fantabulous cosplayer and all around just super sweet person. Please welcome the one, the only, Aubrey Cavett. Good morning, Cereal Boxers and Willow and Johnny. How is everybody? Doing great. And I think I see behind you something healthy for your bowl. Okay. Yes. So um, I actually did a last minute dash to the grocery store because I had neither cereal nor milk. So this morning I have, I know we're not supposed to probably advertise, but I have my soy no, milk. That's what I use. Okay. Mine was soy. I use almond. I, I like it because it gives me a little protein in the morning. I'm not but allowed yes. to have I'm not allowed to have soy on my diet. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. good to know. Um, this is my first time trying Kashi chocolate waffles. Hmm. Here's the trick though, because it's the closest one I thought looked to like the button eyes from Coraline. So, you know, it's not exact, but come on, that's that's pretty close there. I love that. So, I love that. So this is my first time eating it, though. I've never, I've had Kashi, the classic, but I've never had this one. Yeah, you're so clever. I, I like Kashi a lot. I've, it's been a long time nothing, since I've had it. Nothing really on the box, on the box of the back. No, um, there's except a little, a, a little uh, scan code. So anybody's watching, let's see if we can, let's see if we can do this. Sometimes we can successfully. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, let's put you up front. There we there go. I got my cell phone in the living room. <laughs> Somebody get us. If you got it, you got it. Woohoo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're going to try it. Awesome. So, what's in Aubrey's bowl? It's Kashi. Now, okay. I I like their like their like granola style cereal a lot. So, oh, that's right. You you are a milk in the bowl first person. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah, I that like, does I like the. Look, it does look like the the button. And it's super thick. I mean, it's mm -hmm. like huge, and super <laughs> crunchy. Aubrey is trying. She's trying to decide whether she likes it or not. Okay, she's well, crunchy. It's super it's, thick, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a lie. Okay, so it, this might be the first cereal that I might actually let soak a little bit of milk in. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, when it's that dense, you gotta mm. let it. Yeah. Um, don't, be careful, y'all. I mean, you could break your teeth on that. It's got uh, <laughs> it's got nothing on razor blades. I mean, ooh. But oh good. my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's hysterical. So, for reference, um. You know, Willow loves Count Chocula. I am eating the maple donut or bacon maple donut cereal from Molto Meal. When I first had this earlier in this year, I did not like it. But the bag has been sitting in the pantry, sealed for the last couple of months. So I took it out the other night and it smells amazing because it smells like maple and bacon and donuts. <laughs> It tastes really good, but it does not taste as advertised. It tastes a little bit artificial, but it tastes good. So on a scale of one to five bowls of cereal, I'm going to give Malto Meals Maple Bacon Donut a solid four. Aubrey, what are you going to give Kashi? Because it generally tastes like dark chocolate without too much added sugar. So, therefore, chocolate in the morning without as much guilt, I'll give it a six. A six out of five? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. Out of five, are we doing five? Okay, a four. <laughs> oh. I thought we were doing a ten here. Like, when did we no. start giving them only fives? Okay, it's only my five. rating system is totally off for serious. No, man. that's yeah. all right. You're you're kind of you're still new. All right, Willow, Count Chocula, one to five bowls of cereal. What do you give it? You give five. it a five. All right. Well, that's respectable. That's awesome. Guess what, guys? We already have a ton of comments. So <laughs> we are going to um we're gonna do some audience comments. And of course, our loyalist Dave Mattingly has joined us. Good morning, box tops. Good morning, morning, Dave. Dave. Morning. Um, Dave says, hot redhead chick has entered the discussion. <laughs> Dave, unfortunately, Aubrey is not single. She is spoken for. Although Dave Mattingly is single, ladies. Oh, okay, ladies. Other serial boxers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Dave Mattingly has the best comment ever. He says, once I heard, uh, one I heard this week. Pugsley is goth Bobby Hill. <laughs> I think we just broke Aubrey. Bobby, Bobby, do you know how to restart a man's heart with a down power line? <laughs> it's my favorite episode. You guys know that episode? It's when the tornadoes, oh my gosh, it's so funny. <laughs> that one line, do you know how to restart a man's heart with a down power line? He's like, no. Well, there's no, really no wrong way. Um, anyway, it was is so funny. Um, anyway, Drew Milden is joining us. Good morning, cereal heads. I'm so happy that Drew is joining us. He is a huge fan of our main topic this morning. He is a diehard fan of Coraline, and I asked him to be on the show this morning, but he's got kid duty, so he's going to be in the chat and uh, supporting us with his comments. And Dave Mattingly says, welcome, Drew. Kick the world's butt. Drew is the host of the um, Drew versus the World podcast. So check that out. Okay. And look who showed up. He's been missing for a couple of weeks. Eli T. Cash. Speaking of monsters, but not really. Guess I'm chopped liver. No, everyone knows, Eli, oh. that you are you are the devil incarnate. Not DL really. was asking about you and wondering where you were. So, <laughs> and I shared that with him. I said, "The girls want to know where you are, Eli. Mm -hmm. You got your we fandom." You. <laughs> yep. And Andrew Milden says, "Dave, I just need your help to engineer a butt kicking machine." No, you, <laughs> Andrew. You're an MMA fighter. What are you talking about? And uh, Andrew said, "That's what she said, Johnny." About what? The thick cereal. Ooh. It's got Maybe. girth. What? And Eli T. Cash <laughs> is eating Captain Crunch. Oops, all berries. Mm, that's a good one. Dave Mattingly said it's super thick and huge. And... Dave Mattingly says there's a bacon maple donut cereal. Yum. There is, Dave. And, and it is really good. It's not as good as the waffle crisp from Multo Meal or the waffle crunch. That's that's fantastic. And Dave Mattingly says, don't ask Aubrey to do math before noon. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. You get me. Thank you so much. On five hours of sleep. I usually do a lot of stuff the night before this podcast, y'all. Most of the time, I'm running on steam and coffee, and there was no coffee this morning. So thank you, Kashi. Ah, and you, you know guys, what? I'm going to bump you up because I realized that there's real chocolate, so that means there's a little bit of natural caffeine in here, too. So thank ooh, you. See, I, I think I want that. So I did not sleep at all last night. I've got another show today. It's the last show for Beyond Smoke and Mirrors, and it's our haunted edition. And I've been up all night going through the show and um, what I need to do this morning after this show to get ready for that show. And then it's it's a whole thing. Anyway, <laughs> Alpha Nerd says good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Alpha. Good morning. 
Dave Mattingly says Willow gives Chocula five out of five. Would die and come back to life again. Blah blah blah. Um, Eli T. Cash says Uncle Fester must be a Gene Goth splice Bill and Dale. Oh, you know what? I think we need to see some. That's a little disturbing, but that's funny. (laughs) Gene splicing, no, but that's. I think we need to see, like, uh, a King of the Hill Adams Family mashup. Chris Goins, Chris Goins, if you're watching, get on that. Eli T. Cash says, phrasing Dave, kid show. Ah. And um, Facebook user says, just joined. What cereal is everybody eating? I want some. I'm eating maple bacon donut from Molto Meal. Aubrey's got Kashi. And Willow's got... Count Chocula. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by the back of the box because Canada has somehow uh, replaced it with just like the same. It, it It's like reversible, just that in French. And yeah. Oh, oh. kind of different. <laughs> yeah. So normally, normally in Canada, you don't get an actual back. No. You get we, double fronts, but in two different languages. One yeah. is one side is English, one side is can- Canadian. But on this one, they've actually got the mask that you cut out. Oh, so you guys got is, the thing. Yay. Yeah. Here, here, Willow. I'm going to bring you up <laughs> full screen. Show that one more time the mask. Screenshot it so you guys can make your own masks. Okay, or I'm sure you can find it online. <laughs> uh, let's not pirate it. Let's go buy your own. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Milden says, King of the Hill episode coming soon? Mm, I don't know. Mm, maybe. No, probably not. Um, Facebook user says, it's Jemmy, producer Jemmy. She is the producer of the best podcast about podcasting okay podcasting your brand if you're a podcaster out there or any broadcaster and you are not listening to this show every week to learn you are missing out but she is facebook user so welcome producer jemmy love that you are here and um so that brings us to our next segment our favorite segment because when I was a kid and and Aubrey and Willow, you guys remember these days, we would reach into the box with the bag, root around for the surprise, the toy, the, the whatever it was, and uh, pull it out. So this is our prizes from the cereal box or what I call new loot. And this is brought to you by the Tales of the Decoverse series by a very familiar author. And this book series is available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and anywhere you buy books. And Aubrey, I can see you all ready to go. So I'm going to put you up first. What do you got? What's your prize from the cereal box this morning? Okay. So um, in honor of uh, us doing Coraline, which is a very feminine, empowering story of seeing reality um, and accepting truths and and um, seeing things as not always grass on the other, greener on the other side, but rather something to explore in the world that you have. More female empowerment. Totally oh. So this is technically considered um, a graphic novel. So, yep. you know, comic books still genre but um there are some ladies out there who actually love this and i mean come on okay the sexiness and the sweetness and these girls going on adventures is one thing but there's some intriguing stories here and there um and this one is uh number three number three of the full color graphic novel so i have started officially collecting um with Evil Jerry episode so, here, number three. For for those of you who are just listening, Aubrey is holding up the uh, third edition of the Totally Spies graphic novel. And if you were a fan of the cartoon series Totally Spies, you're going to be a it fan a of the graphic novel. Yeah. 
It is yeah. a very cute show. I like it. I remember yeah. my daughter was obsessed with this show when she was very little. Um, and so I would watch it with her. Yeah. And now yeah, and these are we, like $10, like originally. Hmm. So eight and $10. That, that's a great buy actually for, for a, for a graphic novel or a trade paperback. $10 and, and is really good. It's in perfect condition. Like this hmm. one. Absolute es perfect condition. Especially when you, yeah. And, and if you consider that, you know, single comics now are four and five bucks mm -hmm. to get a collected edition that's going to be, you know, four or five issues for mm -hmm. 10 bucks. That's a that's a bargain. That's oh, that's yeah. a no brainer. Willow, oh, yeah. do you have any new loot this morning? I do. What is in your cereal box? I what is the to, prize? <laughs> I forgot to bring my Mad Magazine. I, I bought a Mad Magazine. Uh, couple days ago <laughs> i'll get that later um but yeah i bought uh earrings from spirit halloween uh 990 and 9.99 and ghosts i don't know if you, if you guys can't really see the faces but that's yes, what i was they, just gonna ask are there little holograms <laughs> inside they're really cute. Like, um, I went to, uh, I went in uh, just before starting uh, work at PetSmart uh, yesterday, and these just happened to match my outfit that I was wearing yesterday. Well, there uh, you we're go. Doing Spirit Week at uh, PetSmart, and yesterday was uh, show off your flowers. Kind well, of they, thing, they, so. they called right out to you. So, for those <laughs> of you who are just listening, Willow was holding up these two. Uh, earrings, a pair of earrings, three baubles, three dangles on each one, and they're they're translucent, but there looks are now are those hologram images inside or are they like no um, they're, they're just uh shiny purple beads. But their faces but, on with, it, but it, they're shaped as ghosts. Okay, okay, with gotcha. Face, uh, smiley faces on it. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I love it. I love it. That's fantastic. So you guys I found this by accident this week. I'm so excited. So I don't have a box, but I'm going to reach in and I'm going to pull out the Loki Book of Magic and Mischief. <laughs> I had no idea this was coming out. I was at uh, Books a Million and I just happened to see it and I was like, wait a minute, what is that? Because I saw... He, he had three cards in front of him. He's playing three-card Monty. I was like, what is this? And this is Tricks and Deceptions from the Prince of Illusions. And it is step-by-step -step instructions for 35 magic tricks. But they are as if Loki were performing them and telling the stories. They all have a story that goes along with them, like um, the all-father to half-father. And it is a cut and restored card trick. Um, and, uh, you know, some pretty cool stuff. Um, the magic wand, or as I taught it to our Patreon subscribers yesterday, the magnetic fork or hmm. magnetic pencil. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's really cool. It uh, It's $19.95. Um, I love it a lot. And by the way, a lot of these same tricks are in my book, Magic You Can Do, which is available on Amazon. But I just thought this was so cool and such a great idea from Marvel. Every once and again, we still get some really great original content from the major publishers. And this, this is one of them. If you want to learn how to do magic like Johnny, go pick this up at your local comic book shop, your bookstore, your, you know, where you can get it online. Um, I thought it was super, super cool. And, you know, Aubrey, I found it. <laughs> oh, there's Mad Magazine. Now, is that is that a new Mad Magazine it or is. is it vintage? It is, but it has like a whole bunch of uh, classic comics yeah. in it. Uh, but when was the last time you guys bought a Mad Magazine? Like, so they, I swear it's been mm -hmm. at least 20 years for me. Well, and that's why they ceased publication monthly. <laughs> About five, may, maybe it's been 10 years ago, they ceased publication. But they are still putting out like these quarterly special 
issues like that. And it's, you know, it's super thick. It's like double thick, right? Like yeah. with a, a bound spine, not a stapled spine. And it, it has all of those classic uh, articles, cartoons, and bits. And um, people love it. People, you know, from our generation are buying those reproductions, those those collections yeah. up like crazy. They've, they've tapped into something. Time Magazine is doing the same thing. You know, Time Magazine does not publish monthly anymore. They only publish special editions. And you'll see them at Wal Walgreens or Walmart. Yeah. And um, Aubrey, you, 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 you got this look on your face like you got something else going on. What, what, what do you got? I wanted to say one more time, um, in case I didn't mention, um, this little guy that I've been carrying around is in addition to my cosplay for Daphne. Um, he is made, handmade, and hand crocheted by my friend. Um, and I purchased this little guy. And you can find her at Rissum, Rissa Custom Crocheted Designs on Etsy. And I wanted to, to shout her out. She also did our Rosie. Hey, can you put that in the chat? And we'll post it up on the screen before we leave. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. And he is, he is very squishy but he is also washable and you can you can ask for her to change designs um she is really good at doing stuff on the fly but i just wanted to shout her out real quick i love that i i want one well my dog would probably eat it but i still want one she can make you anything johnny hmm. all right well we'll we'll see about that all right so it is time to get to our main topic of the week and our main topic is brought to you by Nightly Spirits, it's time to get spooky in October. Nightly Spirits Ghost Tours, you can come along with me on a ghost tour even tonight. No, you can't tonight. It's sold out tonight. But we have other dates available in October and November, and we go all year long. Use my promo code JohnP667 to book a spooky tour of historic downtown Nashville with Nightly Spirits. Well, ladies, we have a brand new series that we're starting this morning. We we did Saturday Morning 101, a deep dive into what I considered and what our, our fans considered the essential Saturday morning cartoons. Um, then we did Kaiju Saturday Matinee. And then I thought it would be a lot of fun to do a series on Saturday Matinee movies animated movies that we watched as a kid either at the theater or maybe on VHS curled up on the floor with blankets and pillows and big tubs of popcorn on Saturday afternoon or late you know early Saturday evening with the family and when i was thinking about that specific memory this movie was the first to pop up into my memory because I saw Coraline. We're going to be talking about Coraline. I saw it for the first time with my kids in the living room, sitting on a blanket with pillows and you know snacks all over the place on a Saturday afternoon when it was raining outside. And um, I feel, I, let me just say this. There was a lot about this movie I did not remember. For, for those of you who are not familiar with Coraline, this was the first full-length feature animated movie by the studio uh, Leica. A lot of people think that this was made by Tim Burton, and it was not, although the music was done by Danny Elfman. Um, this is based on the Neil Gaiman um, graphic novel of the same name. Uh, or a book, I guess, Neil Gaiman book uh, of the same name. And it follows the adventures of this girl, Coraline, who has moved and moved with her parents. Here's her mom, and here's her dad. And they are working on writing a catalog, a, a, a flower botanical catalog. And basically... This, this is sad to say, but Coraline is pretty much ignored and 
treated like a nuisance by her parents. Um, she's she's even told by her mom one time, just I'll let you do whatever you want if you will just be quiet and leave me alone. And so Coraline goes out on these adventures in her new home and on the property. And um, she discovers a tiny door in the house, in the apartment where they're staying. It's a, it's a boarding house. And she convinces her mom to find the key to unlock it. And it turns out it's a portal, a magical portal that takes her to a mirror world where she meets her other mother. And the other mother is completely opposite of her real mother. She's happy, pleasant. She wants to shower Coraline with affection. And, you know, they create this magical, enticing world. But, you know, Willow said it. The grass, or, or I guess Aubrey said it, the grass is greener on the other side. And that's usually because it's growing over a septic tank. Yep. And turns out other mother is this demonic needle creature who wants to cut Coraline's eyes out, replace them with buttons, and then eat her. And to entice her, to spy on her, she sends this doll that looks like Coraline into the world. And Coraline just thinks, oh, what a coincidence. This doll looks exactly like me and carries it around. And that lets other mother learn, you know, about her life, what is missing, what she desires, what she wants, and to entice her into that world and to stay there. Now, um, there along the way, Coraline meets some fantastic characters. Um, uh, the acrobat uh, Badowski, was that? Am I pronouncing that right? And the yeah. uh, the two older women, the former uh, vaudeville burlesque performers. And um, I couldn't find images of them that I could load. <laughs> so Willow, if you can find those while we're talking about this, sure. Now. Here's, and by the way, you guys, I, I've seen this movie twice before this week, and I did not remember the burlesque scene. Oh my God. Now, before we get you guys' feedback on this, uh, for those of you who don't know, this was a stop motion animated movie. So all of these images that you're seeing are actually. They're, they're actually figures, they're puppets that are, you know, posed frame by frame, moment by moment. And Leica Studios is the same studio that produced Paranorman. They produced um, Kubo and the Two Strings. They produced, um, oh, what, what, what was the other one? Um, Box Trolls, some Box amazing... Trolls, yeah amazing work from this studio. Um, the animation is so flawless with the stop motion animation that it, it looks like CGI, but it is not. That is all posed mannequins and puppets frame by frame. It is, the artistry is unreal good. And I've got sun shining through my blinds. So okay, real, real, real quick comment on the cereal because I, okay. I'm one of those people and it is back in the cereal bar. Guys, I just took a bite on camera of my cereal. I never do that later on, but I was thirsty and having any water with me. So I'm like the, the soy milk, right? The cereal is still kind of crunchy. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. when, when it's that still thick edible. And... I won't, I won't dump this out. I'll, I'll still eat it. Yeah. When it's that happens. When it's that thick and girthy, then it lasts longer. <laughs> yep. Cereal yep, is, we're, yep. 
good cereal. <laughs> I mean, hey. Everyone's seen some good cereal in their life. <laughs> there's look, there's a there's a burlesque scene in this beloved children's movie. Oh my god, it's so spicy, right? So Come on. I mean, they're just pasties on that very vo voluptuous and and a g-string <laughs> and a g-string this is supposed to be a kid's movie i i was in shock it's now, not a kid's movie i will say this right now it is it should not be a dark. kid's movie but it is considered a beloved children's movie and i agree with you willow look the whole thing <laughs> the whole movie it really deals with um appreciating and understanding and having contentment for where you are and appreciating the things that you have and understanding that everything that glitters is not gold. And sometimes what looks attractive is very dangerous. That's the moral of this story. But I got, I got to, okay. That's them <laughs> after, after they take off the, uh, that's the instant the, lipo. The, the, but that, that's the family-friendly family version of this. Yes, that's the family-friendly version. The, the one that we're allowed to show on air. Well, and and and, and um, in one moment it, during that act, I mean, they constantly reference yep. how large-chested she is. And at it's one really point, she grabs, she grabs her breasts and, you know, <laughs> jiggles them around i'm just like what <laughs> is happening here um but you but you know to a drag show it's the same thing as watching Coraline. I, well to the burlesque <laughs> show yeah yeah but i found this movie even after seeing it twice before to just be very weird um very weird i'm not a like a weird for weird sake kind of guy um, like I'm not a fan of the Adams family. Any in any iteration. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. Well, we shouldn't go any further. <laughs> this is spooky season. Come on, you can't say about a camera on spooky season and not and then at, why? Why? Because they're funny? they're just weird, and I don't like weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't. I love the Adams family. I I don't mind if they're we weird, but See, I. I love I love the classic version of it. They tried doing a, a version of it in the '90s with some of the same scripts, and I didn't like I didn't like that version. Well, I love the Munsters. The Munsters are my jam. I love the Munsters because there's a reasonable explanation for why they're weird. They're monsters <laughs> trying to live in the real world, but the yeah. Adams family is just weird for weirdness' sake. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. What is going on? I agree with Dave. Something is happening. Dave so, says anyway. he's not a fan of the Adams family. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> so, Willow, had you seen Coraline before this? I no. And, and no, I don't know how I missed it, but no, I uh, I hadn't, and oh, uh, I really creeped out just for like other reasons it it felt like felt like walking into a pedophile ring <laughs> well okay so while watching it, it i mean okay that's that's fair that's fair I, i'm so it is very predatory to me well that that's fair and and it's supposed to feel that way the other mother is a predator because we find out that Coraline is not her first target Nope. She has oh. she, she has killed three yeah. other children and taken their eyes and and like trapped their spirits, their souls in those eyes. And so Coraline is just the next in line to be preyed upon by this demonic entity. And um so yeah, you 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 nailed it. It is predatory, Willow, and and which, which is hilarious because considering the, the theme of what you know, Freddy Krueger and why he he comes back to life, you know, you think that I would get that feeling watching that that those movies. 
Yeah, um, I think the psychological aspect of this is one of the reasons why people think Tim Burton immediately. I don't know how many people have said, oh, that's Tim Burton. I'm having a Halloween party. One of my themes for the first night is, in case he's her chance hears this, I love Tim Burton. Hi, Tim. I've always wanted to meet you. Um, <laughs> I think I would stop being able to talk forever, at least for a little while, if I could meet you. But hi. Um, anyway, so I'm a huge fan. Um, no. Sweeney Todd, yes. Coraline, no. Okay. So, you know, you guys mm -hmm. look this up. He has the same kind of, you know, dark subtext that's psychological that puts it in the story with this stop animation. So reminiscence, it feels like the air of yeah. Tim Burton, but it's well, not. Well, because Tim Burton revolutionized stop motion animation with Nightmare Before Christmas. And he also did The Corpse Bride and Frankenweenie. Mm -hmm. And so, and those were coming out at the same time that the Leica movies were coming out. And so a lot of people do, they see the similarities and they confuse them. But I will tell you, um, I don't think the Tim Burton movies have as smooth an animation as the Leica films do. Um, both masterfully done, but in terms of the actual just smoothness of the animation, the Leica studio stuff is like top tier. Um, but uh, yeah, a, a lot of people confuse them, and especially on this one because, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's his name did the uh, Danny Elfman did the score. And you connect Danny Elfman with Tim Burton almost immediately. Oh, yes. Oh, they've worked together so much. It's almost like their fluidity makes them the best partners when they make a movie. They just shine really well together. Yeah, yeah. So, but what did you think of the the theme of this movie, the story of this movie, Aubrey? <laughs> okay, I love slightly dark things. Um, always have, always will. But this, 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 I agree with Willow in the aspect that it took this to a, it reminded me of like those old shows from when we were younger, where it was like, kids don't go there, don't do this. Like a warning to the wise, if you're wise enough to listen. Um, it, it wasn't just about like the grass is greener, as we saw by a myriad of these stories. It was also about who to trust, um, when to trust how to trust um and, and trusting yourself also was a big part of the story and the subtext if you don't get it you will miss a bunch of it the first time but i've seen Coraline, i would say a bunch of times over the past years since it came out and because i too at first thought it was tim burton and i do like the dark aesthetic um as seen by this creepy tree in the background i love that aspect of making people think when it comes to fiction we've done that forever in human history but in this story particularly i feel like if you're not prepared for it it could raise some alarms it could trigger some people especially nowadays you know people are becoming more aware of things like that so just pre-warning if like willow this is going to be your first time seeing Coraline, <laughs> there are some spicy saucy moments maybe not suitable for your particular children um, there are some moments that make people who have mm, abandonment issues or family drama or trauma issues feel a certain way. But if you love being made to think about things, maybe you don't necessarily want to in a very dark, artsy way. It is an intriguing path um, down a, um, a rabbit hole that I would never do without, even in book form. And by the way, there is something later on I would like to mention that I think is both intriguing and people should look for when they go back. All right. So I see, you know, when I was watching this and, and really analyzing it, I really understand why this is considered a children's classic because the character of Coraline is so relatable to so many kids, especially of the Gen X uh you know, pe people who grew up as Gen X, you know, we were latchkey kids. We were, you know, set out on our own and, and you know, told to be seen but not heard. And, uh, you know, they, they, they even had to put a commercial on television, Willow. In the United States, it said at 10 o'clock it came on. They said, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? 
because just like Coraline, we were set loose, free range children. And, you know, <laughs> you know, our parents thought we were just wandering the yard for eight hours. And in that eight hours or 12 hours, we hiked five miles, crossed two <laughs> railroad tracks, built a fort in the tree. Um, we, we, you know, it, it was an adventure. And because of and that, my generation became the helicopter parents. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's true. And, and, you know, we, um, that that's what this Coraline show is all about. It's all about her being set free. You know, she's, she's kicked out of the house basically like we were when we were kids and told to go play, go find something else to do. And she finds this adventure that is definitely not a safe adventure. It was very dangerous, real world stakes. And, um, but I, I do. So I think that's why so many kids can relate to this as adults. We understand where that's coming from, but even kids today, they understand those feelings of not fitting in, not belonging, not wanting to be there. Um, and, um, so that's why it's become, quote unquote, a children's classic. But I really think, parents, you have to watch this with your kids because you need to, one, explain the the the, explain the nuances. So much. <laughs> well, yeah, because kids will just see it on the surface as a story about a young girl's fun adventure. But there's so much you miss without parental guidance. Honestly, and without the parents that, should watch it first. I feel like I was okay. I'm, I'm no matter what people think about me, I'm a completely changed person that I was. I was very strict on my kids. I wanted to make sure they had a very structured upbringing because, like you said, Johnny, we were a lot of us last kids. You know, I had, came from a broken home, and you know, we didn't, we never knew from one to the other if our parent was, you know, working, where if they were going to be home, or you know, and if you couldn't get in, you couldn't get in. You were sitting out or you were going to disappear and leave your backpack there. And maybe you were going to come back in time to not get in trouble. But yeah, watch it first, I would even suggest. There are books out there. So like I always suggest to a parent, watch the thing before your kids watch it. So you are prepared mentally. Maybe it's going to bring up some things you don't want to talk about, you know. So it's artistic enough that it would be entertaining for their parents to watch previously. Yeah. I mean, the artistry is just, it's astounding. It's its so beautiful. And and look, the, the older characters, the acrobat, uh, Budinsky, and um, the, the two ladies, the former uh, vaudeville and burlesque performers, they're yeah. so relatable to, mm -hmm. you know, adults who, you know, feel like maybe their glory days are long behind them or, or they're trying to recapture some of that magic like the the acrobat with the jumping mouse circus by the way can we just talk about how <laughs> adorable those jumping mice were but again everything that's cute and you know attractive is not always what it appears to be mm -hmm. yeah like that that kitty cat that kitty cat you know I, I love that there is a messenger from the other side in that cat like that speaks volumes all by itself. Um, but I will say, um, you know, before before uh, before we end this, um, at the very end, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in something that I found out that I never noticed in all the times I've watched Coraline. But but all right, yeah, okay. Well, let's let's do some audience comments. Andrew Milden is chiming in. He's a big fan of Coraline, and he watched the behind the scenes of this, and it's so good. Yeah, so I love watching the behind the scenes of all of the Leica uh, animated uh, movies because they show you how they made the puppets. And like in Box Trolls, one character had 36 different puppets for nice. different facial expressions and whatnot. Um, it was amazing. And uh, Andrew said, the eyes always freaked me out. <laughs> yes, yes. And... Um, Andrew Milden says, definitely PG level madness. <laughs> um, and Dave Mattingly says, uh, referencing Danny Elfman and Tim Burton, what are these strange new feelings? 
Mm. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about the connection there, too. Well, that's from Nightmare Before Christmas, um, mm -hmm. Jack Skellington, when he discovers Christmas Town. But um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some parallels here. Um, Andrew Milden says, I love weird. Yeah, you know, and I, look, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not a super fan of all of Tim Burton's stuff. I love I love Edward Scissorhands. I love mm -hmm. Sweeney Todd. I even like Nightmare Before Christmas. And of course, Batman 1989 is a classic. But then there are some other things that he's done, like Corpse Bride. I'm just like, eh, oh, uh, no. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. But uh, Dave Mattingly says, not a fan of the Adams Family. I don't even know you anymore. <laughs> oh. This is, okay, Dave Mattingly says, speaking of Tim Burton, Danny Elfman, and Saturday mornings, we need a Pee-wee's Playhouse episode. Oh, that, oh, he just passed. That's kind of rough. Well, he's right, though, because when I was first pitching the show, I described it as one part Regis and Kathy Lee, one part Pee-wee's Playhouse. Wait a second. Do I get to wear her dresses? Oh, my gosh. That now, so great. Let's do now, now, when um, we are going to do a Saturday morning 102 series, um, and okay, and okay. that'll probably be after the first of the year, and we are going to talk about Totally Spies and Pee Wee's Playhouse and okay. Brave Star and some other things that are not as quote unquote essential but mm -hmm. are very impactful. So, um and Andrew Milden says there's also a heaven and hell aspect to this movie as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what? I didn't pick up on that. But now that you mention it, I can see that. I can see that. And uh, Andrew Milden said the director also did James and the Giant Peach, another true classic. And yeah. Yeah. James and the Giant Peach was phenomenal. But again, also a lot of you, yeah, and when you put that story, the, the classic raw doll story, into, like, realistic animation, it got dark and creepy real quick. The the giant bugs in the... Oh, ew. Yeah. Anyway. No. <laughs> so, Andrew Milden says, other mother equals bedlam. Bedlam is the name of a demon. So, do... Andrew, do you think that that, that was, uh, or, or not Bedlam, but Beldam? Do you think um, it was specifically Beldam or just expand on that? And Andrew Milden said there were 26 Caroline, Caroline dolls, and it took a team three to six months to create each one. So for Caroline, for her animation, there were 26 that they would alter and move and for different facial expressions and whatnot. So that's pretty amazing. Is Aubrey frozen? No, she's just catatonic for a moment. Um, so, uh, yeah, so just amazing artistry. And, and Willow, I know that you were kind of creeped out by the movie, but I'm hoping you can at least appreciate the, the, artistic endeavor oh, that went I, into it. No, no doubt there is quite a, I am enjoying like the artistic aspect of it. It's just yeah. Um I I never read the book so I don't know too much of like these characters going like went into this. So I, you know I knew that it was a Neil Gaiman book, but I had forgotten that until uh, we were doing our homework for this and someone mentioned it. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, huh. And a lot I, of people have said the book is better, but I've not read it. I grew up with the likes of Arl Stein um, and his Fear Street stuff. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, have, I should probably sit down and watch some uh, or uh, read some of Neil Gaiman stuff. It's weird. <laughs> he, he 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 gets weird now neil gaiman did um omens the amazon prime series which is actually pretty good good omens um but um Ooh. i 
can't get wait, into it. Wait, what, what, what? Good oh, end. do you not know about this show? I Aubrey? do. I, oh, I love ahead. Good Omens. I am obsessed with Good Omens. Oh, okay. I I, but, I, I, I put reels on, on, on Instagram. I love Good Omens, and I love the actors that are in it, so. But, but I love Willow, the actors. Can... I just can't get into the show. Really? It's, okay. it's not for everybody. I'm, I'm, I, I love the saucy. Every time I try to watch it, I fell asleep. Oh, oh. Well, I, that, I, that, that, that's fair. Every time yeah. I tried to watch the uh, Star Wars show Andor, I fell asleep. Oh, that's and, I, and I'm a Star Wars fanatic, but that show just did not do it for me. Now, I will tell you that most of Neil Gaiman's stuff, I am not a fan of. I, I was not a fan. I could not watch Sandman. It put me to sleep in 20 seconds, literally. The first 30 seconds, I was gone. I was out. And his comic stuff, I just, it's, I've never been a fan, but Good Omens, I really, really enjoyed. And I think it is the, uh, the chemistry of the two lead mm -hmm. actors. Almost but, um, definitely. So uh, we're coming up on an hour here. Any uh, other comments about uh, Coraline from either you, Aubrey, or Willow? Okay, so the thing that I was holding on to, um, in the books, they mention it heavily. But in the movie, you really, really have to pay attention. The mist is alive. Hmm. Oh. Really? Yeah. So, so the the fan that we have, who is the fan again that we have in the we have Andrew in the, Milden. Andrew Milden. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but supposedly the mist is a monster all by itself, and it is manipulated and can be controlled somewhat by other mother. So, um, it's just an aspect that if you pay attention throughout the movie, it builds as things get more intense. And it kind of like follows people. It kind of guides things. She actually is able to control it um, in the on the other side also. Um, mm. There's a there's um also the uh, the dad's slippers. Um, um, I think it's the other father. Um, they're from Monkey Bone. If you're oh. familiar with Monkey Bone, yeah. Um, and uh, there's, there's 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 some other there's some other um, Easter eggs here and there. Um, the uh the um the building the pink what is it that they live in what's it called the building the pink the pink palace pink palace um it's like the address for it is the same building that they made the stop motion uh, motion animation in um so that's cool you know there's, right. there's stuff like that throughout the story um yeah and, and just like the the aspect of 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 the underlying stress of these two working adults trying to raise a kid and the kid really just wants to run away. Um, even though these parents are just, you can see they're barely holding on. Like they are at the end of their rope. They both look like zombies. I mean, we've all been there staring at the screen like, <laughs> you know, we're just like, we lose it. It's just gone. It's there's, there's nothing except the grind and the clacking of, of the keyboard. You know, we're, we are the first generation, honestly, that I feel understands that truly. Um, yeah. And, and we, we, we were raised with that. I was taught computer in school. You know, I mean, granted, it was junior high. But still, the fact that that was the case, we're the first generation that grew up with this being like a communication. There's more of us and, and, and other generations that in, on YouTube and other forms of this kind of um, media than really any other, um, they kind of started it with us, you know? So we have this gap where we can bridge both and see both the parents' perspective in this and the kids, I feel like, you know, the kid feels abandoned, neglected, alone, like the only thing that is important is, you know, they're out of the way. But in reality, it's, it's just everybody's going through their own path that's super difficult to go through yeah um, yeah and on that note i have to pop out for just one second that's that's okay while you're doing that willow do you uh have any other thoughts on Coraline? no i i will take your guys's word on it um like <laughs> it is a very creepy 
movie um all uh, all in all together i just i i i'm i i can see what uh, what they're trying to go for but i just it's a weird movie it's it, is it one, <laughs> is it one that you will revisit at another probably time not, probably not interesting interesting so i think next week um i want to stay with this studio and okay. with the theme of spooky season halloween because Leica Studios also did Paranorma or Paranorman, which I've, is no, I've seen that one and Frankenweenie. I've also seen and didn't get the same creepy vibe from either one of those. And and you won't. Um, Paranorman is a great, great paranormal adventure, um, and uh, it's actually one of my favorite animated movies. So we'll uh, take a look at that next week. Now. Willow, yesterday yes, you were at Winnipeg Comic Con. Are you there again today or uh, tomorrow? It's not until the 27th. Oh, I thought you were already there. 28 to 29. It's okay. Uh, I well, speaking of which I will be hosting two panels, one on the 27th with uh, the uh, Winnipeg Paranormal Group. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, and on the Sunday... Uh, I will be hosting our back of the cereal box. <laughs> well, <laughs> stage, that's so a, I apologize. I've taken the show on the road with me. <laughs> that's a great segue because that same weekend, your two other co-hosts, Johnny and Aubrey, are going to be at HollowCon in Dalton, Georgia. And Saturday the 28th at our regular time, Aubrey and I will be coming to you live from Holocon, from the Holocon stage. So uh, tune in and join us for that. But speaking of being live at a con, we have a very special message from former co-host Ivy Roman, who oh. is at New York Comic Con this weekend. Check Hi. this out. Hey, back at the Zero Box, it's Ivy Roman, and I am at New York Comic Con, thinking about all my friends. Hi, Drew. Hi Johnny, hey back at the Zero family. Just checking out all the amazing things and you know, going broke. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. See you soon. Oh. She uh she probably will be coming back to the program very shortly. She's finishing up um her degree and um yeah. So uh can't she wait looks for amazing. She really does. As always. <laughs> she really does. If you're not following Ivy Roman on uh social media, you really must. Um her her journey has been amazing and uh, I can't wait to get her back in the virtual rec room. For a starving student, she sure looks like she's doing really well. <laughs> she's she's doing great. She's doing great. <laughs> Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is time for us to sign off. Um, if you are in the Middle Tennessee area at all, you can check out my show, Beyond Smoke and Mirrors Haunted. And I thought I had a poster loaded up here. I can take care of that right away. Um, we are at the Palace Theater for the final show of the season. And, uh, of course, we are sponsored by Back of the Cereal Box. This is, uh, uh, Aubrey, this is unlike anything that I've done previously. So it is Beyond Smoking Mirrors, but this is haunted. And all of the material is completely different. It's, it's none of the uh, bright-colored, super-high-energy illusions. This is super scary, creepy, story-based stuff that the goth girl inside you will <laughs> go crazy for. And here's the best thing. It's ghost stories and haunted magic Ooh. in a famously haunted theater. The Palace <laughs> Theater is said to be haunted by Bill Roth, the former owner. And will he show up this afternoon? We'll find out. 
And uh, you can still get tickets. There are tickets available. You can get them at the door or online at johnnybeyond.com. That's in my signature right there. And you can follow, find, and support me there. And uh, Willow, what do you, you're going to be at uh, Spirit Halloween today, but you. No, I actually have the day off, but, but, but there is a solar eclipse happening today and I get to see a little portion of it. So. Yay. Hey, hey, can we just talk about how you're wearing your Pugsley shirt and the <laughs> light beams from my shade are basically giving me the same design? You're matching, twinsies. Yeah, we're matching. That's funny. And uh, follow and find support Willow at Willow Skyler everywhere online. And uh, Aubrey, Dawning Eve, Dawning Eve, Eve and K. Mm-hmm. What did, what does that stand for? What why did you pick that name? Oh, um, it's a it's a it's a long story, but um, it's 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 my siblings who passed away. It's their names. Gotcha. Uh, they so, were forever, and K stands for kindred spirits because we are all geeks, weirdos, strangers, and wild childs underneath. So we're all kindred spirits. All right. So dawning even K on Instagram, and uh, follow, find, and support her. And uh, until the next time, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you like the show, share it. Tell two, three hundred of your closest friends and family. You can contribute at buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. Buy us a bowl, two, three, a whole box of cereal. And um, in the meantime, love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Have a great rest of the day.